back to the Pro Series Podcast today. Today's episode is a little bit different. This is episode 78, and I kind of wanted to bring a different element of design into play, and this is industrial design. Uh, my guest is Parker Whitehead. He is the creator and the owner of Moonshot Camper Vans. Um, it's a modular system that he has built for anybody that is on the road constantly. It is a basically your own kitchen in one modular piece. It is a very cool um, product. You can go head over to his social media, um, like always, and follow him and see his journey. But um, before we jump into this podcast, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I hope you enjoy episode 78 with Parker Whitehead. Parker, thank you so much for hopping on a call today to be on the Pro Series podcast. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I always try to start out with how we're introduced and um, Adrian Ramsey from Talk Design introduced us. Were you on his podcast? I was. Was, I was. Did it, yeah, did it released yet? Great conversation. It has not been released yet. So okay. I'm waiting to hear back from him on that. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't hear it yet. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we've shared so many guests in the past and we kind of share the same um, our podcasts are very similar and we kind of work together on uh, finding and discovering people. So it's it's been kind of a fun relationship, um, especially like, and I love how like you're from, or you're going to Colorado. Where are you from now? Philadelphia right now. Okay. So we're kind of close. I'm in Pittsburgh. Right. Right. Great yeah. town. Great architecture. I was oh, very yeah. surprised when I went. Yeah. So did you grow up in Philly? No, I actually grew up. I grew up on the plains of Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a dramatic yeah. difference. A, it is a, yeah, it is quite a difference. It's a, yeah, I've had a pretty circuitous route through my life on where I've ended up and where I'm headed. So it's nothing good but grateful for that, too. Absolutely. I mean, I want, we, you know, you're obviously on here to talk about Moonshot. So I want to, I want to, you to give us a little bit of a brief um, synopsis on what it's all about and um, why you started it. Okay. So Moonshot Camper Vans started uh, several years ago when I started building, designing and building uh, camper vans for people. My background's in industrial design. I got my start in um, designing and building museum exhibits. And then I went from there to building mobile retail solutions to camper vans and on and on and on. So over time, we have pivoted away from building one-off units to actually developing a product that is a modular system that gets shipped to the customer's home or to the camper van builder themselves. And it's a, basically a plug and play system. So we call ourselves the Legos of camper vans. And uh, that's what we are focusing on these days. So the product itself, can you explain um, what someone, like if someone's building a van now, or if they have an existing van, what would the product be that they're adding to it? So the way it works is that we're eliminating the need that people have or that pain point that people have that uh, want to build a camper van, but they don't know construction methodology. They don't know electrical or plumbing by giving them a self-contained module. So we're starting with our kitchen module, which has everything you need, stove, 
water, all of that, and it's all within the module itself. So you don't have to mount a tank underneath somewhere. Um, you don't have to run wiring from anywhere. You plug it in to charge it, and then you install it. Um, and then when you're done with it at the end of the season, you can pop it out and store it away and then have your van back. So we're starting with the kitchen module, and then we have a power module, and we have a storage module. And those three modules actually kind of work together because when those three modules are in your van, then a bed platform will fold out and then provide you with sleeping a sleeping platform as well. So that's so cool. The main thing that we're doing is we're offering like these uh, to people, and okay. uh, yeah, so you can get out there faster. And yeah, the point is to get out into nature. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're facilitating. Gotcha. So what made you, you know, a lot of times when people create products like this, they, they find something missing, like a plot, uh, a hole in the um, market. Was there no, nothing out there like yours? Or were you trying to figure out something that would help out a friend? Like, how did that all start out? I, it's for me, it started out as I was, I was traveling out West uh, hiking and I kept running into camper van builders out there. And I was like, Oh, where'd you get this? Well, I built it. Or, Oh, where did you get this? Well, I had somebody build it for you know a lot of money. And I didn't see anything on the market that was a self-contained, easy to use kit system, modular system. Um, there are kits out there, but they, they come in a lots of pieces and you have to put holes in your van to install them. And it's just a little bit more complicated. So as I started talking to people, a lot of them were like, look, I just, I want to have something I can just pop in and go. So being that I had a background in museum uh, exhibit design, okay. I had gotten, I had a lot of familiarity with how people approach objects and how people approach um, sort of the usability of an object, of a material object. So I went with that and, you know, decided let's go ahead and give somebody something that's going to be not so daunting and not so complicated because it's already, you already have the challenges of, of being in camper van life. So let's, mm -hmm. let's take out some of those variables in the equation and make it easier. Absolutely. So did you grow up? in like a camper van, like family from vacations or something, or is this something you kind of figured out later in life? Um, I grew up <laughs> on a small ranch in Oklahoma, uh, which kind of changes you to figure out stuff because the work never ends. There's always something yeah. and there's never any um, sort of off the shelf solution. So you, you learn to make things. I've always done design and uh, built things like my entire life. So it's something I came to a little bit later in life and it kind of went along with, uh, I started long distance hiking. And when I started getting into the outdoor industry and the outdoor space, it all kind of just amalgamated together because it, it combined the things that I like the most, you know, outdoor space, good design, business development. So I was happy to see that my, my three biggest passions actually could be turned into a real company. Yeah. Yeah. So so is it just you right now or do you have a how many employees do you have with the company so i did have four employees since i'm doing the move and we're changing going from doing one-off builds i'm actually going to a sort of manufacturing model so i've okay. 
kind of closed everything down to a certain level. Uh, I am in fundraising mode now. So I'm actually talking to investors and okay. getting all those in position. Yep. And then we'll uh, be reopening out in the mountains of Colorado. Oh, that's soon. awesome. Have you ever yeah. um, thought about doing a Kickstarter? Yeah. So I'll, we'll be doing, we did, I did a business accelerator. So I got a lot of experience with, like I said, fundraising and seed funding. Um, and part of the process is it's going to be a Kickstarter and Indiegogo uh, crowdfunding to start with. Okay. And we'll go from there. Yeah. We already have patents on everything. We already have all that stuff and all that infrastructure in place. And I've done just in time builds for people, but we're, we're looking at scaling. You know, we want to get to scale so that we can just be a, you know, a really scalable, sizable business. That's going to you know, meet people's needs. Absolutely. And it's all the other cool stuff you can do too. Like all the culture building, all the connection, the outdoor industry is a great industry to be in. Oh yeah. It's, it's, yeah. especially since after COVID, it kind of escalated mm. There's more stores coming out now that are strictly outdoor basis. Kind of like, yeah, the, national you know. park. Yeah. National park visitation has just skyrocketed uh, the outdoor and the camping industry itself uh 8.5 billion dollars in revenue in 2022 it just yeah it was the thing that people could do and now people are like oh wait a minute i don't need to pay a bunch of money and stay in a building i can actually get out there and enjoy myself oh yeah i have a customer that i was talking to that um kind of did that they're going on the the, the beach vacations all the time and then they realized yeah. if they get I'm not familiar with it, but you like some type of membership that you could visit st state parks from all over the country and mm -hmm. park your van um, there. And they just said like, that's the way to see, see the country and just be, it's, you know, it's a lot cheaper with a family as well. It is a little, yeah. Your savings on that is really great. Your flexibility is really nice. Um, and a lot of, Industries and organizations and are like really leaning into that. So Colorado has now enacted uh, keep Colorado wild. So when you get your vehicle registration, you can pay an extra $29 on your registration. And that helps for search and rescue and preserving wild places. But it also gives you um, membership to state parks. It's just really nice to see like the big organizations really see the value. Yeah, that's a hot place to live right now. I feel like everybody's moving out yes. there just because of exactly yeah. nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I got to know Colorado because I hiked the Colorado Trail. So I, I walked it from uh, okay. one border to the other border. Just really? Loved it. And yeah. So I, uh, I've done 10 long distance trails. So I'm at 10,000 miles plus at this point. And I've always found that that's like the best way to get to know a place. That's so How long does it does it take? Do you have to like to take breaks during that, or it depends on the trail. So when I did the Appalachian Trail, that's two thousand one hundred and eighty miles. So that's six months for that. Um, Colorado Trail was five hundred and sixty, so that's about two months. I just did the John Muir Trail, um, that's around three hundred and seventy miles, I think. Uh, that took about a month or two. So depends on the terrain, the conditions. Yeah. So, I mean, you're obviously going to a, a perfect place for this product <laughs> itself. Yes. And so, the location, I'm, I'm moving to Estes Park, which is at the base of the Rocky Mountain National Park. So, 
Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So what's the future other than what you said with the manufacturer and everything, what does the future of um, Moonshot look like to you in like the next five to 10 years in different products? Are you trying to get more modules yeah. for the whole camper? Like, Well, it, it's really exciting because the more designers I talk to and the more sort of uh, input I get, there are several different markets that are open, not just with camper vans. So we start with camper vans, we'll develop the outdoor products and go with those and see what works the best. Uh, mm. Having a strong base of camper van builders as our clients seems mm -hmm. from the feasibility study, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it makes things kind of easier for everybody. Um, but the other sectors that have been opening up or I've been getting inquiries for are uh, tiny homes building modular systems for tiny homes oh. and ADUs, auxiliary dwelling units. I don't know if you've heard of those. I have not, no. So the way it's working is a lot of cities now are starting to see that building their tax base and their density, building a high rise is not the way to do it. It ends up splitting a community. So they have been changing legislation, uh, California, I think Colorado, a couple other places to where people can build basically tiny homes on at the back of their lot you know, and then rent that out so you build the tax base and the density but you keep the neighborhoods the same so tiny homes and adu units as they're called, called um it's, that's another market that's really gone up so we're looking at modular systems for that and then i've had boat builders and uh, boat people approach me for modular systems for their boats as well so there's there's a lot of opportunity yeah, it's like a never-ending process. I never even thought about the boats or the tiny homes. Yeah. Or even just like, I know my family has like a barn on a property and just someone like something like that. Is it running off of electricity? Uh, is it gas or how does that work? The units that we have now, um, so the, like so the kitchen unit, because of some really good products that have come out, is it's all a rechargeable system. So you can either wire it in or you can charge it to take it out because a good part of the client base is not a full-time van lifer. They're more for the weekends or they're seasonal. Things like that. Um, to design modular systems for ADUs, of course, those would be wired in to the system as well in the sort of plug and play type okay. setup. So yeah. Yeah. And boats, boats are, you know, they're essentially vans on water. So they're 12 volt systems within boats. So you can do the same thing. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your website right now um, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of, it's really cool how it breaks it down into, you know, the different, um, you know, someone that went to design school and is interested in this type of stuff. I like how you put the mock-ups from the, the programs that you use, which is awesome and explains it all. Can anybody just come up on here and buy it or do you have to be a, like a, maybe like a, you know, a RV buyer. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. How do you do that? Yeah. Right now we are B2C. So anybody can go out there and pre-order. So we're okay. doing a pre-order campaign. They can order it. They get, they'll be able to order it at a discount. And then uh, when they're ready, you know, they'll, we'll ship them to them. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's interesting, what's I found is what I really like about this is we are not taking a cabinetry approach to it. We're actually taking a luggage approach. So we're looking at the manufacturing processes that luggage is made 
the whole press form systems and all that. That's why you can kind of look at the unit itself. That's what we're looking at. We're, we're thinking, okay, so if the module is going to be removable and you're going to move it around, let's go ahead and build it out like luggage so it's easy to handle and it's going to store way better for you. So um, it's been really interesting. And I like the fact that we're going with those rounded covers, corners, that sort of organic look, which sets us apart from what's on the market. Absolutely. I was actually going to mention that. That's something especially um, listeners need to go look at um, on your social media and your website because it's nothing what you'd picture, which is right. a good thing. Because, um, you mm-hmm. you know, I'm picturing, like you said, cabinetry or, you know, very boxy product. But this literally does look like if you have it all closed up, it looks like one of those storage units or a piece of luggage that you just have in the back mm-hmm. of your car. So what's really fun about that is if you look at it from an anthropological sense, right? So from, from evolutionary psychology, we're a moving species. We've always moved. We've always moved in groups. That's how we survive. That's why we like to do parades and things like that. You can go back in history and you can start to see that same sort of form factor reflected earlier on. The trail kitchen from the 1800s, the steamer trunk from the 1700s, any sort of like traveling system has it's the same form factor that's been used for centuries and i'm really happy that we're being able to like plug back into that and do a little bit of a throwback to that same sort of thing that's worked so it comes down to that materiality of a of a product itself like how do you approach it how does it feel good and we found out all that roundedness that organic shape that we're kind of hardwired to enjoy it makes it a lot more approachable when i did museum exhibits it's the same thing Hard corners, hard fractal type stuff looks great, but it's not an approachable system. So when I was building food trucks, same thing. The food trucks were built in a really approachable way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So once you get to stay in like five years or so, are you going to be able to make these custom colors or how they people order them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the nice thing is there's such great uh, options out there. Uh, when it comes to material services. So down the line, we would love to have it to where people can just collect, uh, choose what their surface is that they want to have. So you can do vinyl shrinking and, and it actually looks really good. Um, but there's also a ton of different types of flat sort of panel materials out there. I mean, so many different options. There's, yeah. there's like a couple that I really like. Um, that, yeah, it'll be nice. For people to have those choices and uh, i think that one of the latest uh product lines appliance lines out in home depot now or refrigerators with snap-on panels so you can yeah. change how it looks yeah, yeah. so it makes sense do, people have been they, doing it yeah they do that with sinks too now like farmhouse sinks mm-hmm. they snap off fronts yeah, so same thing for the sinks in this unit how how's the, is is it have to be hooked up to a water source so Domatic has come up with a two-tank system okay. with a rechargeable faucet. So you can fill your two-tank system. You can put your unit in, fill your tanks, slide those in. So you're not carrying this really heavy thing. And mm. then the faucet system is actually its own standalone system. So you just charge it up and you use it. So you don't have to run any wiring or anything like that. So uh, the sink is a silicon expandable sink. So yeah. that pops out use that yeah and then there's an option if you want to 
we can add an option to where there's a drain tank within the module itself where you can run the drainage outside if you want, or you could run it if you want to install a drain tank on the van, you can do that. We're not going to do that. But you can do that. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like, I'm, I'm looking at this and like, I'm a big country music person and I tailgate a lot. I mean, tailgating is big in Pittsburgh. I, I don't, yeah. some areas it isn't. Um, but this is a huge tailgating thing too. Like if you had a back of a pickup right. truck, like that's huge, like festivals and stuff. This is a big product for that. So I, after a while, I actually changed out the form factor, changed the sizing on it so that it fits into uh, Subaru Outbacks, the back of pickup trucks, um, okay. fits into crossover vehicles. Cause I wanted that particular unit to be as versatile because it's the one you're going to use the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I'm just thinking like every family has like those coolers, like, and that's the size of those igloo coolers. Is that what like the big ones, is that the kind of the size of this is? It's about the size of that. And then we may, we're going to do another style that will fit the sprinter van. So if, if we get enough people that want to do say sprinter and Dodge, we'll, we'll size that up because it's the same the same structure you just size it differently if you need to yeah yeah and that particular model the way it works it is uh it's got a pivot point on it so when you're driving it locks against the wall out of the way because i always hated cutting off the flow through of a van i always hated to where you open to the back of the van you can't get in it i always yeah. felt like that was a bad so that's got a locking pivot point. so when you're driving it's locked against the side of the van then when you use it you unlock it, pivot it out 90 degrees, and you're able to stand at the back of your vehicle, use it that way. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Wow. Jeez. I mean, I, I could talk all day about this, the website and your <laughs> social media. I mean, it's it's amazing. But I, I want people to visit your website and social media. So I want to end with where people could find you on the website and social media. So they can go to www.loonshotcampervans.com. Uh, there are links to all of our social media on the website. Um, but you can find us on all the, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, not Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think of anywhere else that we're up. Um, LinkedIn. Yeah, we're, we're on all those platforms. Awesome. And I'm seeing now that you have a, like that apparel. I mean, I like your logo. I mean, we were talking about my logo behind, but I really like your logo. That was the first thing I did. Okay. The first thing, yeah. Before anything else, I hired a branding company and got the branding in place because what's the saying? Brand is perceived value. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it instantly gives legitimacy. Exactly. I like it. Yeah, awesome. Well, Parker, thank you so much for hopping on and taking the time to... Yeah be on the podcast. I can't wait to get this out and people to um, look at your site and your social media. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, watch for us out in Colorado. Um, I am actually going out there for another position. If you wanted me to fill you in on that. Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So I have been hired by the Estes Park Economic Development Corporation to head up their entrepreneurial center. So I am going to be out there meeting a other entrepreneurs and small business owners which is really exciting so it's it's and it, it meshes exactly with what i'm doing anyway so Absolutely. i'll be working with outdoor brands and it's yeah it's, i'm just so excited 
Yeah. So does that make this, this um, business harder being a side gig? No, because what happens now is everything is in place. Um, I've done my part as a, as a founder. Um, so after this, my part as a founder is advocating and finding the money for the business. Yeah. Um, everything else comes down to the team. So I've, I've got a team set up as, as um, like a freelance team set up to get everything going once we work on the next step. So once that happens, yeah, I can just let them run with it. Yeah. And like you said, it's nice because it gives you legitimacy talking to these other entrepreneurs and being able to show them what you've done and then also have advice for them because you've been there and done it. Yeah. Been there and done it. It's going to be really, I'm, I'm really excited that it's the parallel because it also pushes me to continue to develop myself as an entrepreneur and learning those sort of good points and that empathy because it all comes down to empathy. Um, so it's yeah, it's it just meshes so well that I just couldn't I couldn't pass it up. Oh, absolutely, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to follow you along on that journey and also Moonshot's journey. We'll stay connected um, mm-hmm. and reach out whenever. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Thank you awesome. so much. Yeah, thank you for coming on.